Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Greece is heading to elections this spring, where the economy will naturally take center stage. While the world is taking note of the clear progress being made in Greece since the dark days of the financial crisis, putting the economy in a long-term path of strong and steady growth that will also generate higher incomes remains a central challenge and raises the stakes in these elections. Nikos Vetas, the General Director of the Foundation for Economic and Industrial Research and a professor at the Athens University of Economics and Business, joins me to look at why these upcoming elections could be pivotal for the future direction of the Greek economy and highlights the main issues that a new government will need to focus on. Nico, it's great to have you on The Greek Current. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Nico, these are the first elections after the financial crisis in which Greece's economy won't be under direct surveillance by its creditors. In this regard, is this a major milestone? Yes, obviously it is. Greece essentially has been in a state of crisis after Lehman Brothers. So counting from 2008, it has been either a program, surveillance, or some sort of danger. After the three programs, the economy was heading up, but then it was COVID, and then it was the energy crisis, and now there is this mix somewhere between the Russian invasion in Ukraine, the general inflation. There is still a need how to put Greece in a path of growth that is going to be both robust, but not in a way that would be short-lived. So high growth that is going to be sustainable. That's the question mark to which the elections are also going to contribute. This brings me to your latest piece in Kathimerini, in which you highlight that the future direction of the economy depends on this next election in more ways than one. Why are the stakes for the economy so high this time around? As I was just telling you, the question is how to have high growth over the next, not one year or two, but over the next five years or ten. In the short run, there is a number of dangers that economic policy has to face, starting from the public finances. The crisis coming from, you know, more than 10 years back was in its root. It was a competitiveness crisis manifested by the fact that, you know, Greece could not export enough high quality and high value products. But in the end of the day, it was public finances that could not be sustained. And that's how Greece could not actually have access to the world markets. Now, over these several years, there has been significant progress, both in collecting taxes and also in the area of public spending. A few years back, Greece found itself having surpluses. However, the need to fight the effects of COVID and then of high energy prices have made public finances suffer the last couple of years. So there have been deficits again. Now, the plan of the government today, and obviously the plan of whichever government is going to be elected tomorrow, is to go from deficits to surpluses, to primary surpluses that are not going to be huge, but it's going to be a challenge how to have these surpluses over the next few years while the economy is still growing. Okay, so having surpluses that are not going to keep down the economy in terms of growth. That's one area. The other area is over the last two or three years, there has been a significant need to have all sorts of transfers to businesses, to households, in order to fight all these temporary crises that came from uh, COVID, etc. Now, 
these sort of transfers cannot be permanent. They can be used only in exceptional cases and only for part of the population. They cannot be the core of economic policy, obviously, for a long time. So going back to a more, in quotes, normal economic policy, where we have to be thinking how incomes are going to be produced, well, that's what the government, the next government, has to have at the top of its priorities. As we head to these elections, Nico, is there clarity over the future direction of the economy and you know where it needs to head? One would hope that you know we have learned from the recent lessons and that whatever the outcome of the elections, because we can never be certain, there is not going to be policies that are going to put, again, public finances in danger or are going to make the economy weak and eventually not make it able to pay back its very high debt. Having said that, it is natural that when you have elections, what takes the center stage is not the deeper problems of the economy, because these are more longer run, uh, very important, but longer run. And one discusses more the short run issues, you know, like how inflation is hitting the average household. However, it is really important, one hopes, that even if not discussed in the surface, there is going to be, after the elections, clarity in the economic policy of the government so that it attains the two things we have been discussing. High growth, and this depends on attracting investment and turning the economy into more exports, and also having sound public finances. Nico, there's no doubt that there's been clear progress since the crisis slashed Greece's GDP. And we've even seen major outlets highlighting Greece's economic comeback recently. How can Greece build on this momentum to put the economy on a path toward what you've described, you know, strong and steady growth that ultimately can deliver higher wages too? No, as you said, there has been very significant progress. The Greek economy is not today where it was five years ago or where it was 10 years ago. And there are the ingredients for Greece to keep pushing towards the other Eurozone economies gradually. That should be the goal, that we converge with other countries that are kind of similar size, if you wish, but have more dynamic economies over the last few years. In order to do this, actually, there are no secrets. The Greek economy has to do two things. In the shorter run, and I mean over the next couple of years or three The key is in attracting investment, motivating investment, I'm going to say, because it's not only attracting foreign investment, which is very important, but also helping investment from funds that already exist within the country. That's one. And of course, at the same time that you want to have more investment, you also want to have more more people working and human capital reverse the brain drain and so on and so forth. So in the short run, you want to have more capital and more people working. In the more medium to longer term, Greece is suffering, has been suffering over the last at least four decades from low productivity growth. And low productivity growth is not only because of low investment, but it's also because of the institutions and how businesses are related with the public sector in particular. Businesses in Greece tend to be more inward looking and less export oriented than they are in countries like Spain or Finland or the Netherlands, economies with which we should be comparing ourselves. So in the short run, you need to be very attractive to business investment and people. And in the longer run, you hope that you are making reforms that are going to increase your productivity. 
Nico, I want to wrap up with a question that you got at the Delphi Economic Forum last week in Washington, D.C. If you were advising Greece's leaders today on how to form their economic policy for the future, what's one thing that you would argue for, and at the same time, one thing that you would really warn against? Look, the one thing is that the trajectory is positive over the last few years. But at the same time, there are a lot of dangers ahead, or at least headwinds. And these include the fact that, you know, probably not in one or two years, but at some point you are going to have some turbulence in the financial markets. And this is going to hurt an economy that needs to borrow and invest. That Greece has a very adverse demographic profile. And at the same time, this investment gap we discussed. So this is not an easy task. What would probably be a good idea for the new government is if it forms an economic policy that tries to combine three things. One is to make sure that there is a very steady path in public finances so that the country exhibits small but steady primary surpluses. Uh, this is going to be key in uh, terms of attaining investment grades, attracting more foreign direct investment and all that. So one is, you know, what sort of picture you give from public finances. Second, you have to keep simplifying the business environment regulations. And there has been progress made, but we are not there yet uh, where we should be so that you are attracting investment. And, you know, investment is not something that happens with an eye in the next one or two years. So it's very important that these changes are in some sort considered permanent. And the third thing is that in addition to the first two, which is public finances and business environment, there are still areas in Greece where progress has to be made in order to even bring us to the average of the other Eurozone economies for matters that are not directly related to the economy, but are crucially important, such as the speed of justice, how the education system is related with innovation and production, and all of these things. And there, the new government, any new government in Greece in the future, has to find the right balance between, on the one hand, these are big issues and they require consensus, but at the same time, they have to fight even special interests or inertia, the fact that we may now think that we are okay and no real change is additionally needed, that's not true. So there are some difficult nuts that the new government will have to demonstrate that it's willing and able to crack. Nico, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. And, you know, as we discussed, it's a crucial juncture. The Greek economy has been doing better than the average in Europe but it also has challenges ahead. So let's see how things go. In other news, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will visit Turkey and Greece from February 19th to the 22nd, State Department spokesman Ned Price announced on Wednesday. Ned Price did not specify when Blinken will arrive in Athens, but said that once there, Secretary Blinken will meet with Greek Prime Minister Mitsotakis, Foreign Minister Dendias, and leader of the opposition Alexis Tsipras to discuss defense cooperation, energy security, and our shared commitment to defend democracy. Secretary Blinken will also launch the fourth round of the U.S.-Greece strategic dialogue on February 21st. Prior to his visit to both countries, Blinken will attend the annual Munich Security Conference. 
Finally, Bulgarian President Rumen Radev is in Athens on Thursday, where he will be signing agreements aimed at exploring the revival of an oil pipeline project linking Alexandrupoli in northern Greece to Borgas in Bulgaria, as well as Greece's participation in underground natural gas storage facilities in the neighboring country. Meanwhile, in an exclusive interview with Kathimerini, Radev stressed that Bulgaria and Greece share a common responsibility not only for energy security, but for the European future of the entire region. He added, however, that if North Macedonia does not make changes to its constitution regarding Bulgarians living in the country, there can be no meaningful discussion about its accession to the EU. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.